Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another ESA podcast. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about climate change 101. Oh my God, guys. Well, first and foremost, there's no doubt about it that climate change is happening. Okay. I do not want to say otherwise. Now the climate change, there's no such thing as global warming. This is what they would call it back in 2006. Now, yes, sea waters are becoming hotter or warmer, whatever you want to say. Uh, places are getting hotter, but also places are getting cooler. If we even go back into, you know, shift and focus to the Antarctics, you know, the Antarctics used to be a forest. That's right. There used to be geckos that lived in the Antarctics. And ice, you know, historically speaking, has always been a problem in terms of transportation. So it's weird because scientists, they are thinking about this from a completely different paradigm saying, oh my God, the polar ice caps, oh my God, this is happening, this is happening. But is it actually a bad thing? Now, does it actually house fresh water? As you guys have heard in the previous podcast, this all remains to be seen. Now, we're going to have a very, very interesting, I'm talking a very, very interesting reading. Get ready to take a lot of notes because I'm going to be speaking about this on so many different levels. But in saying that, people, if we look at this, how are each of the following affected by climate change? We have oceans, we have polar regions, we have weather patterns. Okay, now let's talk about weather patterns. Now, it's very difficult to pinpoint exactly when the hottest temperatures are were and the coolest temperatures were because we're having the hot, we're breaking records on both sides of the spectrum. So in Las Vegas, the hottest and the coldest temperatures still date back to about between 1915 and 1950. So back then, was it called global warming, global, all that craziness? Okay, so again, is this just a 100-year phase that we go through? Is this a 50-year phase that we're going through right now? We have to really extrapolate, meaning put things into pattern rather than saying, oh my God, everything's happening, everything is completely falling apart because the majority of these scientists who say this and the people who continue to focus like on climate change, climate change, climate change, climate change the most are the Americas. And this is the same country that's focusing a lot on COVID. And because COVID is going severely wrong in their country, they believe that it is completely taking over the planet. Although Taiwan, Hong Kong, Japan, all of the Asias and even places in Africa have gone back to normality. So we have to look at it from a very, not practical standpoint, but give me facts, polar regions. Okay, they're showing, uh, they're showing photos of, of, of uh, polar bears that look very, very skinny. But is that because of climate change? Is that because there isn't any more food or is it because he's a poor hunter? Is it, oh, is it climate change because, oh my God, he's so skinny because it's cold outside. Uh, uh, it's, it's warmer outside. Is that facts? Is that factual? Is, is there, is it climate change because, oh, this polar bear is skinny because uh, uh, there aren't that many seals and all that other stuff in the water anymore. Listen, that's all BS. So stop trying to, you know, deviate from what the actual, give me all the evidence. So we're going to be listening, okay? Now, weather patterns, there's no doubt about it that because of oceans becoming warmer, 
storms are becoming more powerful. There was a category six in the middle of the Atlantic and luckily it did not hit land last year. But coming up on the hurricane season this year, what you saw last year was just a microcosm of what's gonna happen this year. Oceans warm, storms get more powerful. Joplin, Missouri, is it Joplin, Missouri? Okay, that happened probably about seven, six, seven years ago. That F5, it formulated in record time and completely destroyed everything. Uh, I think 98 lives were lost. And the re it's not because it was so big, because we always have F5s in America, right? But it's the fact of how fast it developed without warning. If you guys go on Netflix and watch the movie Into the Storm, you will learn a lot about storms and everything. Hurricane Katrina, it picked up steam at a very rapid rate in the Gulf of Mexico, slammed right into a very ill-prepared New Orleans, and then completely inundated that place for more than three months. More than 2,000 people had died. Okay, this is obviously because governments suck, <laughs> right? And unfortunately, these people, they were like, no, I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm going to stay. Listen, if you stay, you're going to die. I don't care they died. This is the problem right? It's exactly like COVID. Oh, I'm not going to wear a mask because I don't think COVID exists. That was number one. Number two, I, it's against my, uh, no, it's against the amendment. I have my rights. They get COVID, they die. You see what I mean? Ill-advised and lack of common sense has killed a lot of people in the past and around the world and continues to do so to present day, not just America and focusing on America, but I'm giving you a nice rundown of it in general. Florida, Puerto Rico, Bahamas, these places every year are going to get hit with even more powerful storms. So how are you going to be able to adapt? Can you make the ocean cooler? Well, we're not building anything that makes the ocean cooler. I don't know why we're not building anything, you know, in, that pertains to that, um, you know, and just like wildfires, okay? In Australia, unprecedented. Why? Because they basically took up all that brush, all that underbrush, this is what a teacher was telling me. He's like, normally we burn it off. And they're like, no, we don't want to burn it off because the environment, environment. They're like, well, if we save it, it's going to be, there's going to be a massive fire. That's why that happened last year. There was too much underbrush just about everywhere. And so are they now prepared this year? Is San Francisco prepared for the wildfires this year? No, they're doing the same thing over and over, expected a different result. This is exactly what people who have just seemingly the same excuses over and over and over year after year do. So in saying that, what I'm going to do is I'm going to screen share with you guys. I'm going to share the computer audio so you can listen to this climate change 101 and we are going to go from there. So guys, have your pen and paper, whatever it be. It's time to take some notes. Let's get into this. Climate Change 101. Multiple studies published in peer-reviewed journals show that 97% of scientists agree that the effects of climate change are due to human activity. Yet in a recent survey conducted by the PEW Research Center, less than 50% of U.S. adults agree with the scientific consensus. So is this half of the population justifiably skeptical, or does the research support the experts? 
To help you decide for yourself, we've used the latest evidence to address the big questions. 1. Is there any evidence for global warming? In short, yes. Since global temperature records began in the late 19th century, the planet's average surface temperature has risen by approximately 2 degrees Fahrenheit, 1.1 degrees Celsius, with 16 of the 17 hottest years on record occurring over the last 35 years. 80% of this additional heat is absorbed by the world's oceans, the surface of which has increased in temperature by 0.13 degrees Fahrenheit per decade since 1901. NASA, ND. 2. Hasn't the Earth's climate always fluctuated? Yes. Changes in the Earth's climate are a natural and frequent phenomenon. Ice ages driven by slow variations in the Earth's orbit that alter distribution of the sun's energy have occurred on average every 100,000 years. These climatic events have led to mass extinction, the migration of populations, and dramatic changes in the landscape. So why is modern climate change such an issue? While ice ages are cyclical, the pace at which the planet has warmed since the end of the last ice age is unprecedented, making adaptation virtually impossible. According to the Royal Society, the increase in the Earth's temperature over the 7,000 to 18,000 year period since the end of the last ice age is approximately 4 degrees Celsius, 25% of which occurred in the last 200 years. 1 degrees, okay. 3. Is human activity the primary cause? A blanket of greenhouse gases, carbon dioxide, water vapor, nitrous oxide, and methane in the Earth's atmosphere absorb heat and warm the planet's surface, a natural phenomenon known as the greenhouse effect. Measurements of the atmosphere and air in ice indicate a 40% increase in CO2 levels in the 200-year period to 2012. The Royal Society and the U.S. National Academy of Sciences 2014. This rapid increase is almost certainly a consequence of human activity. Over the last century, burning of finite resources such as coal and oil, deforestation for agriculture, and industrial expansion have all greatly increased the concentration of CO2 in the Earth's atmosphere. Increased levels of other greenhouse gases are also directly attributable to human activity. The cultivation of domestic livestock and the expansion of landfills have increased levels of methane, while nitrous oxide is largely generated by soil cultivation. The bottom line is that while the greenhouse effect is a natural phenomenon, its expansion, and global warming by extension, is largely due to human activity. 4. How does climate change affect our oceans? The Earth's oceans absorb about 80% of the additional heat generated by global warming. When water heats up, it expands, causing sea levels to rise. Over the past century, global sea levels have risen by 4 to 8 inches, 10 to 20 centimeters, and approximately 50% of this increase is directly attributable to thermal expansion. As with the greenhouse effect, this is a natural phenomenon. 
However, recent data suggests that over the past 20 years, sea levels have risen by 0.13 inches, 3.2 millimeters a year, roughly twice the speed of the preceding 80 years. Such a rapid increase can have devastating consequences for coastal inhabitants such as erosion, flooding, and soil contamination. Not only are sea levels rising, but their chemical composition is also changing. Carbon dioxide is not only released into the Earth's atmosphere, but it is also dissolved into our oceans, causing higher levels of acidity. Since the early 1800s, ocean acidity has increased by around 25%, depressing the metabolic rates of some species, lowering the immune responses of others, destabilizing marine ecosystems, and causing the bleaching and possibly the eventual death of the world's coral reefs. Five. That's great. How have the polar ice caps been affected? Data from NASA's Gravity Recovery and Climate Experiment, ND, show Greenland and Antarctica lost a combined 300 to 450 cubic kilometers of ice annually between 2002 and 2006. 118 billion metric tons of ice is lost from Antarctica alone each year. Over the past 20 years, Arctic sea ice has declined rapidly. Glaciers from the Andes to the Alps lose approximately 400 billion tons of ice every year. Events that typically happen in geologic time are happening in the human lifespan. The disappearance of Himalayan glaciers is forecast within the next two decades. Not only do global ice sheets help to counteract the greenhouse effect, but their disappearance is also a primary contributor to rising sea levels. Wow. I didn't know that. 6. Can it be blamed for the rise in extreme weather events? Absolutely. According to research conducted at the University of Illinois, a rise in sea level of 5 to 10 centimeters could double the frequency and intensity of coastal flooding potentially having devastating effects on major global cities. In addition, rising temperatures have increased the amount of water vapor in the Earth's lower atmosphere, creating favorable conditions for more intense rain and snowstorms, both of which have been occurring with greater regularity in the U.S. over the past 50 years. Other extreme weather events, such as drought, are caused by changes in planetary waves, patterns of wind that encircle the northern hemisphere from the tropics to the poles. Under certain temperature conditions, movement of the wave can be halted, effectively prolonging periods of hot weather that may result in drought. However, while scientists have long suspected this event is a direct result of increased emissions of greenhouse gases, their relative infrequency make them difficult to evaluate reliably, and we therefore cannot conclusively state that climate change is the cause. 7. Can we reverse the damage? Unfortunately, no. Although the recent resolution reached in Paris is hugely significant, many claim it is too little too late. Even if legislation were introduced to immediately stop the emission of greenhouse gases, the CO2 that has already been absorbed by the atmosphere and oceans would take thousands of years to be reabsorbed by deep ocean sediments, 
Sea levels would continue to rise, ice caps would continue to melt, and extreme weather would occur at an increasingly devastating rate. The damage to our planet is irreparable. The only question is, can we adapt? I like that word, irreparable. I like that. That's, that's basically like irreparable, but I don't think that's like a, a real word. But anyways, man, guys. Okay, but when COVID began, you see the habitats began to rekindle, resuscitate. Flamingos started coming out. Lions were laying out on the streets. No, that doesn't really mean, you know, oh, that, just, that doesn't relate directly to the environment. But in India and in some of the northern Indian states, they were able to see the Himalayas for the first time in 30 years. So do I think a two-month to three-month to four-month shutdown actually helped? Oh, one million percent. Who knows how much we were able to retract from something because we just cut everything off very quickly. Planes, again, remember I made a podcast about planes a while back um, and how much pollution they pumped into the atmosphere. This is great. For the next year, there aren't going to be as many planes in the sky as there are, you know, as there is. I don't know about America because America, you know, they're very, very money driven. You know, there's a lot of transport in. Unfortunately, there's a lot of transporting of the COVID virus. But that was, uh, again, although COVID did bring a lot of death, a lot of sickness, a lot of overwhelmed, you know, hospitals, the environment, the atmosphere, it helped. So can you believe it now? Can it be blamed for extreme weather events? Like I've already told you, that is pretty shocking. Now, Again, other extreme uh, weather events such as drought are caused by changes in planetary waves, patterns of wind that encircle the northern hemisphere from the tropics to the poles. And without that insufficient rain, hey, rain. Oh man, I, I thought that was very, very interesting. Now, again, polar ice caps, I had no idea that it was that they were used and, and you know, they had you know, a job to counteract the greenhouse effect. Had no idea. So if you think about it, if these polar ice caps continue breaking off, breaking off, breaking off, it's going to be even more difficult to counter out, counteract the greenhouse effect. And we're essentially going to create a sauna of pollution. Boy, there's a, there's a lot of key information that you guys could talk about over dinner, over whatever, even blog about within this. Um, what was it? The destabilization of, of course, you know, the acidity that's being pumped into the ocean. So what happens since the early 1800s, ocean acidity has increased by 25%. Now, I am completely against these big nasty ships because I know they pump a lot of plastic and a lot of pollution into these waters, right? Again, that's the only way and form of transportation, though. So depressing the metabolic rates in some species, the lower immune responses. But again, we really don't know much about that. Show me that fish actually have lower immune of responses. But the great coral reefs is a prime example of just extreme bleaching. And what these plants do, they bleach themselves to protect themselves from dying, essentially. So you kind of have to take a step back and say, oh man, this is, this is getting really crazy. Now, again, human activity, we already know. I told you about ExxonMobil, okay? 
has it the Earth's climate always fluctuated? They're going to say, oh, well, you know, over 7,000 7, to 18,000 years, 4% increase, da, 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 da. Hey, listen, there's no doubt about it. Storms are getting stronger. Surface temperatures are apparently getting hotter, okay? But the thing is, these storms are going to become even bigger. There isn't just going to be Category 5 hurricanes anymore. They're going to be Category 6. And that was the first time, or maybe the first and maybe three times we got on record a Category 6 hurricane. If a Category 6 hurricane somehow makes landfall in the eastern part of the United States, we're talking it's over. It's going to completely supplant everything out there. But what can we do? What can we do? We could talk about all these different things. Okay, the, the weather patterns. Okay, the acidity. We could stop pumping all this, this methane into the atmosphere. We could start by today. This is why I have my foundation. Because these are things that I really want to tackle. That's why ExxonMobil, it was so important to do that podcast just recently. Because... People need to understand that, you know, these types of companies, they're, they're responsible for the amount of greenhouse gases and oil spills that are completely destroying marine life. And marine life, I'm talking coral reefs that pump out oxygen and are a, a huge factor in our oxygen that we breathe today. ExxonMobil is the problem. PTT here in Thailand is the problem. Oil and gas companies, coal burning companies, this is why I blew up on Thailand. You want to build a coal gas plant and give 100,000 jobs, apparently, which is bullshit. I, can't even, I don't even know if there are 100,000 people that live down there. But what are you doing to the environment? Irreparable damage that cannot be repaired whatsoever. So, guys, I'm bringing a lot to you, man. In these last three podcasts in regards to the episode 166, 167, 168, it's a lot to think about. And that's why, man, I'm hoping by next September, if you guys aren't already following me on the Arsenio Buck Foundation, I'm getting people from South Africa and other places that are following me. And I'm so, so grateful um, for it. But again, the, these are things that I really want to do. Marine conservation projects, you know, helping obviously rural villages. That's my life assignment. But seeing what I could do, this is why, uh, oh my God, I forgot the little girl's name uh, from Sweden who's actually pushing pushing to, you know, say, hey, listen, look what's happening with this whole climate change. These are leaders of the world. These are our future leaders of the world. The old heads, the ones over 60, no offense to my, my, uh, you know, my listeners who are over 60, but you guys understand that having these different head of states, they don't give a damn. Paris, like the man said in this article, was the closest thing ever until, of course, the administration out there in America, whoop, who knows? Or who would have known? Pulled out of it. And now it's speeding up. Why? Why did he pull out? Well, of course, because ExxonMobil, if he were to sign that treaty, he would have to shut, shut a lot of factories down with ExxonMobil, but he profits from it. See what I mean, man, guys? I'm just trying to bring you as much information as I possibly can. Lots of great vocabulary in here. Lots of food for thought. Lots of things that you could write about. Lots of IELTS writing task ideas. Free speaking, free writing task ideas. And things that need to be discussed. So in saying that, guys, man, I want to say thank you so much for tuning in to another ESL podcast. This was Reading Climate 101. questions. Let me know. Make sure you join me on a Patreon. There are some badges that are available. And if anyone is interested in the Token IELTS badge for a cheaper rate, 
Rather than have it one-on-one coaching, go on over there. Follow me on Instagram, The Arsenio Buck Show. Lots of great things and in terms of personal development is going on over there also. So with that being said, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another wonderful ESL podcast. I'm your host as always, over and out.